Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Monday, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. I have relocated down to Florida. I know a lot of you may be in your cars more today as many states are starting to open up everything moving in a positive direction as it pertains to the coronavirus Uh, off the top here. We have the lowest number of deaths on Sunday we did since March. So uh, obviously that is a very favorable uh, number that is out there in general. And uh, many of you, most of you, hopefully, watched last night The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan 1990s era Chicago Bulls documentary. And we have got so much to discuss surrounding that, uh, that production. I have an entire sheet worth of notes that I made from last night's documentary. Uh, and uh, I thought maybe we would uh, we would dive into this a little bit, but I thought the most interesting part uh, of this documentary, and there were so many different intriguing parts and, uh, and and amazing discussions, was twofold, and it all tied together to me. This was last night's uh, part of the documentary about, to me, the business of being Michael Jordan. Uh, we started to see how he became the global icon that he did. And in particular, I thought one of the most fascinating parts was the decision by Michael Jordan with his agent, David Falk, in consultation with his parents to make uh, the choice to go with Nike. 
because as he said in that interview, he initially wanted to go with Adidas and Converse was the official shoe of the NBA at the time. They had deals Converse did with Julius Irving, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. And the only reason why he went to go to the Nike meeting at all was because his mom made him go listen. So everybody out there, Mother's Day is on Sunday. Listen to your moms. Sometimes they know exactly what they are talking about. I thought it was intriguing that David Falk said, uh, I am a team sport guy. Uh, We understand that Jordan is, but we want to make him a tennis guy. That was the idea. Make the brand of Michael Jordan, even though he's in a team sport, as if he were an individual. And this was uh, this was pretty outstanding, I thought. According to that documentary, uh, Jordan was signed for $250,000 initially. They came up with the moniker Air Jordan based on the fact that Nike was making a shoe called the Nike Air. Uh, they were hoping to do, I believe the number was $3 million by year four. Instead, they did $126 million in year one. And from that point forward, the Jordan brand has become a multi-billion dollar business to the extent, I don't know if you guys noticed this, they even had Charles Oakley, uh, who was uh, on the Knicks and one of the hated combatants of the uh, the Jordan era Bulls, if you were in the Eastern Conference, they even had Charles Oakley show up for his interview in the Jordan brand gear. Uh, And as Jordan said, as a way to get his brand connecting across everywhere, my game did all my talking. Uh, And I want to discuss this a little bit more, but first, what have we got? I believe we've got audio of Jordan talking about that deal. Adidas was really dysfunctional by that time. And they had just told me, like, we'd love to have Jordan. We just can't make a shoe work at this point in time. I wanted Michael to go with Nike because they were the upstart. In the early 80s, Nike was, for the most part, a track shoe company. Michael didn't even want to be at Nike. I couldn't even get him to get on the damn plane and go visit the campus. So I called his parents. And my mother said, you're going to go listen. You may not like it, but you're going to go listen. Mom, I don't want to hear her. I know what I want to do. I am not going to Nike's mom. I said, Michael, you have to give him an opportunity. And she made me go on that plane and go listen. Go into that meeting, not wanting to be there. Nike made this big bitch. Um, Father said, you got to be a fool for not taking this deal. This is the best deal. So that is not only a uh, a hundreds of millions of dollars decision, it's a billions of dollars decision. I mean, when you consider what Nike did from that point, as they said, they were a track company at the time of that meeting. And if you go look at Nike stock right now, Nike stock is worth, I'm pulling up the this morning's uh, number, Nike is a $133 billion company. What percentage of Nike's growth is directly attributed to Michael Jordan? Of that $133 million, is it crazy to say that's a $60 billion deal? A $50 billion deal? It's hard to know where Nike would be without Jordan. But it's not crazy to think the company might have been half the size that they otherwise are today. And also, think about where Converse and Adidas might have been 
if they had come up with the concept of the Air Jordan and had that brand connected to them. Uh, Jordan wore his Jordan 1s for the last game, 1984, in Madison Square Garden. And I thought the Jordan 1s, he said his feet were bleeding. I guess, uh, obviously, they weren't as uh, as comfortable of a basketball shoes as as later versions would be. And then the other aspect of this, there were several different angles. I mean, the 92 Dream Team was a big deal. Uh, but Jordan officially coming out and admitting that he said Republicans buy sneakers too was, I thought, a pretty iconic uh, admission by him. He's never admitted that he said it before. Now, he said he said it in a joking fashion, and there was a lot of discussion about exactly what Jordan represented off the court. And I say a lot. There's probably seven or eight minutes of a two-hour uh, performance but there were a couple of quotes that I thought really stood out uh, from Michael Jordan. I never thought of myself as an activist. I thought of myself as a basketball player. Uh, I wasn't a politician. I was focused on my craft. Was that selfish? Probably. But that was my energy. And I believe that's why Jordan was the best and most popular athlete ever. And this has been a big discussion point. I obviously wrote a book entitled Republicans Buy Sneakers 2, based off of that Michael Jordan quote that came out of, I believe it was the Jordan Rules, the Sam uh, Smith book. Um, And this is something that, in many ways, modern-day athletes have begun to repudiate, is the idea that you should try to appeal to everyone. But in my book, I wrote a great deal about this. And I believe, you know, they had one of the great, uh, great all-time bad, uh, bad, bad quotes in there. Uh, they're doing a 10-hour documentary on Michael Jordan. And they had uh, a guy talking there and said, oh, Michael Jordan, I don't think he's going to matter in a few years. He's going to fade. He's no Ali. And I think that's totally wrong. I think Michael Jordan is the most iconic brand, the most iconic athlete, maybe, of uh, the latter half of the 20th century. I think Jordan is as big as Muhammad Ali, if not bigger. And if you really think about it, uh, when you are somebody like Michael Jordan, he wanted to appeal to everybody. And the analogy that I drew with Michael Jordan was he came out of the Bill Cosby era. And for those of you out there who are younger and don't really understand the idea um, the idea of the Cosby show, and I, and I do think it's an interesting metaphor, and let's leave aside what we know about Bill Cosby now and just think about for people who were able to grow up back in that day and age, the Cosby show was selling black America as not very much different than white America or Asian America or Hispanic America. And this is what I gravitate towards, which is the idea that we all have a lot more in common than we do different. And that was a revolutionary idea. And I don't think the Cosby show, really, for people who are younger, you understand how revolutionary it was. And Bill Cosby talked about the idea, I want myself to be a doctor, even though if you think about the way the Cosby show was set up, uh, by and large, the professions of, the, uh, of Bill Cosby and his wife didn't really matter. But she was a lawyer and he was a doctor. They were wealthy. They had young kids. They had the quintessential uh, American family, right? Mom, dad, three, four kids, whatever it was. 
And the idea was you're trying to appeal to everyone, no matter how old they are and no matter what their background was. Now, the interesting thing about the Cosby show is uh, you could watch it and 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 the overall uh, appeal was to everyone. Right. And so that doesn't mean that it wasn't uh, that it wasn't a uh, a show where if you were black, you couldn't notice that there were being really ex- sort of direct appeals to the fact that, hey, this is a black family, uh, whether it was uh, Bill Cosby's love for jazz or all of the uh, the artwork uh, that was regularly put uh, in the uh, in, in the house uh, that featured black artists and all of these different angles. But. It was intensely an American show. And what was revolutionary about Michael Jordan was he wasn't trying. He was in that exact same vein as the Cosby show. He's trying to appeal to everyone. And why, if you're trying to appeal to everyone, would you decide to put yourself on any sort of contentious side? You want to sell to the largest possible market if you are a business person. And this is where I think the legacy of Michael Jordan is going to be much more substantial than the legacy of LeBron James. I think LeBron James made a calculated decision, and I think he made a calculated business decision to try to be political because he recognized he was never going to be as beloved or as influential or as successful, frankly, as Michael Jordan. And so he consciously started trying to use Muhammad Ali as his model as opposed to Michael Jordan. The challenge when you're an athlete and you adopt a political statement is you automatically alienate a large segment of your audience right then and there. And some people say, well, you tell us exactly what you think. Yeah, I'm in the opinion business. I'm sure right now if I check my Twitter feed, people are say, oh, you're saying don't get political. You tell us exactly what you think about everything. Yeah, I'm in the opinion business. If I wasn't in the opinion business, if I was in the athletics business and I was trying to reach as many people as I possibly could every single day and use, as Michael Jordan said, uh, my game did all my talking. If I was trying to do that, then there's no way I would be in any way polarizing. There's no way I would come out and tell you every single opinion that I had because from a business perspective, it wouldn't be smart. There's a reason why Michael Jordan's shoes still dwarf LeBron James and his shoe sales. Even though LeBron James is playing right now, it's because Michael Jordan connected across all different sorts of of race and gender and ethnicity and religion, everything else. He was the, the greatest unifier, I believe, in the history of American sports. And think about that for a minute. Think about how much of a revolutionary thing it was for a young black athlete to be the most beloved person in the entire United States. And I would argue, and there's no doubt that Michael Jordan was that, and still is, probably. And I would argue that a huge part of that is because Michael Jordan allowed his excellence to be his calling card. As he said, my game did all my talking. And he wasn't worried about trying to make himself stand for something else. 
He wasn't trying to speak to just black America. He wasn't trying to speak to just Asian America. He wasn't trying to speak to just Hispanic America. He wasn't just trying to speak to white America. He was trying to speak to the entire nation of sports fans. And that is why Michael Jordan, I believe, singularly continues to have an unbelievable amount of national appeal, unlike any athlete that exists today. Now, partly that's the era in which he played, but also I think the revolutionary nature of Bill Cosby and the Michael Jordans of the world, which paved the road for Barack Obama to be elected president, is completely overlooked because people don't recognize how revolutionary it was for a black family to be the number one show on television, primarily consumed by white America, for the best basketball player, best athlete in the world to be black, primarily consumed by white America at the time. For all of that uh, that appeal, and there, look, there's a natural progression that you can follow, right? I think Bill Cosby led to Michael Jordan, led to Will Smith, led to Barack Obama. Oprah can be mixed in there as well. Uh, the idea that black America can appeal to white America and Hispanic America and Asian America without focusing on the difference, right? That we aren't very different at all. And I, I just find it to be such a fascinating story because I think one of the challenges that the NBA has had as things have progressed is they have moved away from that we're trying to appeal to everyone demo. And I think it's because, frankly, the sport got so big that they didn't have to worry about appealing to everyone. But another big part of the documentary tied in with this, and it was the uh, the Dream Team, which is probably the biggest and most beloved team of American sports athletes. The only thing I can think of in an Olympic era that even compares with the popularity of the Dream Team is the U.S. women in gymnastics. The Dream Team and the U.S. women in gymnastics, I would argue, are consistently the most beloved different uh, different teams that are out there. The U.S. women's gymnastics program has maintained a lot of their beloved nature. I don't think a lot of people root as hard now for the Americans in the uh, in the Olympics as they nowadays with the, with the NBA players as they did in years past. And I think if you weren't a sports fan in 92, it's hard for you to understand what the dream team represented, but they were coming off of uh, a bit of an embarrassment in 1988. And a lot of you don't even realize this, and I didn't think they talked about it very much in the documentary, but you used to have to be a college player. And we know Jordan was on in 84 when the U.S. won a gold medal. But then in 88, uh, they lost, I think got the bronze medal, if I'm not mistaken. And so in 92, suddenly you can have professional athletes representing their country in the Olympics. And that 1992 dream team was as popular of a team as I can ever imagine. But think about the difference. I'm going to talk about this when we come back. Think about the difference of the 92 Dream Team as opposed to the way that the NBA responded to China in the offseason uh, at the beginning of this year. In 92, every American player was draped in the flag. It was impossible to be more of a, uh, a fan of Americana than the 92 Dream Team. 
they represented all of the best things of America, taking the brand of the NBA to the world. Think about how much of a difference there is between the NBA's brand coming out of China in the preseason. In 92, the U.S. was saying, we're the United States of America. Look at how incredibly impressive we are, and look at how beloved they were around the world. By the preseason of this year, we had NBA players like LeBron James trying to speak out on big issues and saying the First Amendment wasn't that important. And you had to be careful about supporting the First Amendment. You had them defending communist China. It's really utterly, to me, fascinating. I'm going to open up the phone lines. I'll bring in the crew, 877-996-6369, for your reactions from The Last Dance last night, episodes five and six that aired. Uh, and to me, the most intriguing episodes uh, of all. Just fantastic across uh, across the board. We can get into some of the gambling uh, discussions and what that meant. There are a lot of uh, incredible 1990s era moments, including the soundtrack, J- Michael Jordan meeting uh, Seinfeld. Uh, how about the guy in the perm uh, making the making the uh, the quarters game against Michael uh, Michael Jordan? He had a great line. I don't have a great gambling problem. I have a ca- competition problem. Everything in Michael Jordan's life uh, was a uh, was a competition. Uh, so many great quotes. Sports are like a gunfight, and we lost to the fastest gun. That was Charles Barkley talking about uh, the uh, the 1993 NBA Finals. Uh, I thought Jordan saying, if I had it to do all over again, I'd never want to be considered a role, uh, role model. Uh, it's like a game that's stacked against me. There's no way I can win. Uh, so many incredible lines. What about... Michael, uh, Ahmad Rashad saying, Michael, game on the line. Who would take the last shot? That's a dumb question, me. Uh, Jordan being described as the alpha of the alphas. Uh, I mean, so many amazing quotes. I wrote all these down. Jordan on Isaiah Thomas, no matter how much I hate him, I respect his game, uh, discussing why Isaiah Thomas wasn't on the dream team. Uh, so, uh, So we will unpack all of this. Uh, this uh, was and is an incredible documentary. We're 60% of the way through it. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That is probably the most iconic commercial of all time involving an athlete. I'm not even sure that there is a close, uh, like I'm trying to think of any other advertisement that has been as popular ever in pop culture involving a athlete. And there was a string of them back in the 80s and the 90s as athletes became more popular parts of the pop culture phenomenon. 
you know, for instance, Nike had a lot with Bo Jackson, which were really uh, incredibly iconic. But can you guys think of a television commercial that connected more than the Michael Jordan, Be Like Mike, Gatorade commercial? A lot of you probably didn't even remember. I didn't even remember for sure that it was a Gatorade commercial uh, when they were showing it during the documentary. I had totally forgotten about uh, about the fact that it was a uh, Gatorade commercial. But the the jingle, that audio, immediately takes me back to like 1991 or 1992. Yeah, the only thing that comes to mind for me was the whole Bo Nose campaign. And even that was, I, I feel, yes, but I don't think it's anywhere near that. Can you guys, I mean, what would even be in competition with the Be Like Mike Jordan commercial in terms of being, I mean, I, they, they had the, uh, I was at a McDonald's commercial where Larry Bird and Michael Jordan were shooting like, a, it was like a horse contest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. That, that one was too. pretty, that one was pretty popular too. Uh, and I, I think that was, like I said, McDonald's. And then there are all these different ones that are that Nike did that obviously were very, very successful. And probably back in the day for our parents and their generation, the Mean Joe Green, the Jersey Toss, that was Coca-Cola. That, yeah. that was a big deal. That was a big deal. But I mean, the, in terms of having the, the, the audio and like, I mean, where when that when that song comes on, I, I, the Mean Joe Green, yes. And look, there, there have been other commercials that have connected but I don't know that there's ever been one even close to that Gatorade commercial. Can you guys think? I mean, can you even? I mean, I can't even think of one. And maybe it's because we're so used to being marketed to now. What's even one that's happened in the world of sports, a commercial that's been really, really good that has made a big difference in the last decade? Where like immediately when you hear it, it has almost a hundred percent approval, and that to me is really kind of characterized this episode. Was Jordan was seeking a hundred percent approval, and I think so much of the stress that was upon him was the expectations that his brand set, which is he's flawless. That was the Michael Jordan brand. Be like Mike. And that's why the gambling hit in such a way that it became difficult, I think. And and look, I mean, Tiger Woods dealt with this too because I would say of all the athletes that are out there, Kobe was clearly uh, wanted to be Michael Jordan. But Tiger Woods, I think, more so than anybody else, is the next closest in terms of having, you know, like that overall impact. But it is pretty wild to think about the difference. Uh, When we come back, we'll continue to break this down. 877-996-6369 is the phone number. Uh, Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Uh, This is Outkick the Coverage. I am live, by the way, down in Florida. We'll talk a little bit more about that as well. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack dot com slash sports tire rack.com the way tire buying should be hey it's jonas knox all right game off we got to pause here to talk more about monopoly go i know what you're saying flag on the play you already talked about that but there's just so much good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much to get unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. 
Shannon Spake rolling in now. Shannon, I was on the beach. You were on the lake. It seemed like we had pretty good Sundays. It was a, it was a great day. It was about 85 degrees here in Charlotte. It, uh, unfortunately, and fortunately, I guess, Lake Norman was really, really crowded. And so as you kind of like look out on that lake and you see everyone sort of piled into these boats and stuff, uh, you know, you, you start to – it does make me a little nervous. We, we've talked about this. I'm a, I'm a nervous Nelly and, and <laughs> always asking kind of what if. So it did make me nervous. What were the beaches like down there? Were they crowded? Yes. Yeah, we've got yeah. a lot of people out on the beaches, yeah. and I, I think it makes sense when you really kind of break it down. I mean, I, I, people are just tired of being, uh-huh. uh, of, of being, I think, cooped up, and the weather down here was perfect. I mean, it was like 75 or 80 degrees, no humidity, which is rare anywhere in Florida, certainly as it gets warm. And, and so I think people were just ready completely to get out and, and out and about, and so there was uh, just a general uh, excitement you could kind of feel. Yeah, I agree. Everywhere you look, people people wanting to get out. I even like got out, and, and I think I had to go to a store, or I think I went and picked up some lunch from you know Chick-fil-A or something like that for my kids, and I couldn't believe how many people were out on the street in terms of just driving around. Because I, I feel like you get, I, I mean, me personally, I'm so isolated. I'm home all the time. I'm not going anywhere. And then when you sort of leave your house, you kind of look around and you're, you're like, wow, I mean, life is still kind of going on outside of these four walls, and, and there's a lot of people out here. So, But I agree with you 100%. People are ready to kind of get uh, started again, and, and we got NASCAR starting again, which is so exciting. So what is your role going to be with NASCAR starting again? Like, uh, are you're going to be in studio, but for everybody out there who doesn't realize, so we got UFC this weekend, and then next weekend we're going to have NASCAR at Darlington, right? May 17th. Yeah, so May 17th is when we'll, we'll launch, and so we're going to do a 400-mile race at Darlington, and then a couple days later, we'll have another cup race on Wednesday. So we're actually going to have seven races over 11 days. Four of those will be cup races, a couple Xfinity and a truck race. So it'll be Darlington for, for three races with the Xfinity Series, and then we'll go to Charlotte. Uh, we'll have our 600-miler, and then a couple days later, we'll have, uh, they're calling it a 500-kilometer race, which is, you know, r- roughly over 300 miles. So yeah, we're getting back to it. As far as um, my role, we don't really know just yet. We're still on stay-at-home orders until May 8th, and once those start to maybe alleviate or get lifted, I'm sure there will be limitations as to how many people can actually be in the studio, Clay. So as of right now, there, from what I've heard, there's not going to be a whole lot of pre-race stuff before we go. There's actually not even going to be practice or qualifying for these races, with the exception of the Coca-Cola 600. These guys are just going to show up to the racetrack, they're going to get in their cars, and they're going to go. Uh, there's people that have been limited on um, the amount of people that can go to the racetrack they're actually asking that people that do go to the track maybe not go to the shops uh during the week so they are taking a lot of precautions uh they're going to test people they're going to do temperatures when when people show up at the racetrack and certainly will not let anyone go in if they if they do have an elevated temperature uh but for right now we're just going to kind of see how this goes with with the no practice no qualifying and and get this thing started again which i think a lot of people will be excited to see some uh, live action uh racing What opportunity does this offer for NASCAR in general? Because in theory, there are a lot of people out there who haven't really ever experienced NASCAR but are desperate for sports to be back. We know that the iRacing has done pretty well in terms of the audience that's tuned in there. What can happen for NASCAR here? 
Well, I mean, Clay, if you look back to like, you know, the Daytona 500 when we had the fight back in the 70s, right? There was like a, a the, there was a half the country was, you know, on, on snowed out and, and, and we're watching this on television. And it's kind of one of the things that put NASCAR on the map was the fact that everybody had to watch this race because there really wasn't a lot of other things to do for people. So even maybe a casual fan or someone um, that didn't know what was going on was able to see uh, NASCAR. And I think it'll be the same. I think people are so starved for um, for anything uh, right now in terms of sports, which I think I've heard you talking about the last dance all morning long. I, I just think that that's one of the reasons that this has really struck a chord. Not that it wouldn't have uh, had the, the world continued the way that it was, but it's, it's one of those things where everyone's kind of tuning in because that's what we have to do on Sundays. We're all home. We're all watching. And I just think this entire time with watching old games and old races and all of these things that are being broadcast every single weekend, and now to kind of hop back in time and, and take a look at Michael Jordan and the Bulls and all of these things. I just think it's been such a unique time for us all to stop looking ahead and, and maybe reflect on what got us here. No doubt at all. Let's go back to the last dance. Did you watch it last night yet or did you DVR it and you're going to watch it today? I watched the first episode. Yeah. So I did watch the first episode. And then you went to bed? Fantastic. Yeah, so, and I, I want to watch it with my children as well. So, like, you know, and it's getting late. Like, I want to watch it with my kids, and, and it's way past their bedtime at that point. So, I do, I, I'm going to save the other one. We're actually going to go back and watch the first one tonight. I did hear you talking about, like, jumping back and forth. And I, I said to my husband last night, I was like, they are jumping around, aren't they? Uh, and I think for my kids, it's a little harder for them to follow. Exactly right. Because as you mentioned, yeah, I kind of know the story and, and what happened. And I, I know when I'm looking at Michael Jordan from, you know, his rookie year, and I know when I'm looking at Michael Jordan, um, you know, from his, you know, last season or whatever. Uh, but I just think um, I'm going to watch it with my kids. So I did watch the first episode. And what stood out to me the most from that first episode was the Kobe Bryant discussions in the locker room where all these dudes were sitting around talking about how good this kid was. I just thought that that was such a cool way to pull back the curtain and for us to see inside that conversation, which I thought was really cool. How wild is the decision by Jordan to go with Nike? Because it's interesting if you could go back in time, probably in any decision that's been made in the history of the shoe business, I'm not sure a bigger one has been made than Jordan deciding to go with Nike. Because if you go back in time and think, what if Jordan had signed with Converse or what if he had signed with Adidas I think the brand value for Jordan, yes, I know the name Air Jordan turned into a huge deal, but I think wherever he went, the audience would have followed. Don't you? Oh, man. Uh, What I loved about that, though, Clay, is when he did talk about that, like, it's so, like, it's just, you have to be so comfortable where you are to be like, yeah, man, I was going to go with Adidas. That was the plan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My shoes, my, my toes were bleeding inside those shoes. Like I feel like nowadays people would be like, yeah, I thought about it, but you know, Nike was always the right decision. And I just thought it was so cool. Or he was just like, so honest and just, you know, Hey, I am who I am. I'm where I am. We are where we are. But yeah, that was sort of the plan. I just thought it, I, I love his honesty in, in this, um, in this piece. And I always feel like those are the best interviews that you hear when you don't feel like anyone's holding anything back. And I don't feel like he's done that. I, I but yeah, what I mean, yeah, so I'm a runner, right? I know where Nike came from. I know that it was like, you know, it is a it was a predominantly track thing, right, up in the the, the Pacific um, Northwest. And and yes, for Michael Jordan, I I think the I, you just asked the question a few minutes ago, where would Nike be, or how much of their money nowadays is is because of Michael Jordan? I mean, I have to think that it would be a very very different brand had had Michael not gone with them. 
Not only that, because a big reason why they were able to sign later athletes was because of the Jordan connection, because he had made Nike so cool. So does Tiger Woods go to Nike if Jordan doesn't go there? Does does LeBron James go? Do all the other countless athletes that they've signed? I have doubts. Now, we talked opening up the program about Jordan trying to appeal to everyone and Mm -hmm. how now everybody's kind of got their own identity and they're trying to appeal to a uh, to a smaller segment of the population sometimes which do you approve which do you like more do you like an athlete who's trying to talk to everybody or do you like an athlete who is trying to talk to a particular niche I mean I think everyone likes to be liked and that's kind of you know I mean I I don't try to dig myself personally I don't try to pick up on one thing or another I try to stay pretty universal and that's kind of what I like I think social media has been the, the catalyst to, to open all those things up, though, right? I mean, we talked about Tom Brady, where you feel like we didn't really know who Tom Brady was. Maybe when he did that Tom and Time thing, you got a little bit more of a glimpse of him, but he's been so secluded. And, I mean, he's, you know, he's one of the greatest of all times, and I don't feel like he he's one of those polarizing people. And uh, that's that, I think that's the type of athlete that I gravitate, tra- uh, gravitate towards. But I, I just wonder how much just the social media realm and allowing to kind of have a voice that we've never had before opens people up to, uh, to be able to do that. By the way, I should mention that if you're looking for a great book to read, Phil Knight's book, Shoe Dog, about yes. starting Nike is one of the best business and sports books that I have ever read. It's truly phenomenal. If you're out there and you're on quarantine or you got kids and you're like, hey, I'm trying to get them to read a book, which trust me, I understand my nine-year-old won't read anything. Uh, As they get older, Shoe Dog is an absolutely fantastic book. Uh, In hour one, Shannon, we were talking and also in the last segment a little bit about the Be Like Mike ad, you know, the, uh, Hmm. the music in the background. That was in 1991, Drink Gatorade, how popular that was. Can you remember an ad that was more of a cultural sensation ever that has involved an athlete than the Be Like Mike ad for Gatorade with the music in the background that everybody almost instantaneously knows. It's like a Disney film. As soon as that those chords start, like everybody knows it. Well, I mean, and, and my kids know Michael Jordan from Space Jams and, you yeah. know, and, and, and I mean, he's he has been such a, a dynamic force. But no, I thought I was thinking about it when you mentioned it, maybe the Bono's ad, maybe yeah. O.J. Simpson sort of jumping over things, running through the airport. I think that that was one that 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 kind of stood out. But again, that wasn't like that jingle kind of thing. And then, you know, I'm a Dolphin fan. So Dan Marino putting on the isotoner gloves. Right? I mean, that was something that um, but certainly not to the degree um, uh, in terms of Michael Jordan. And it's interesting. I, I did interview Rex Chapman last week who, who played against Michael so many times. And he talked about how, I mean, he specifically said there were two people back in the eighties, two people who could not go anywhere. And that was Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson. He said that they would have to shut down malls for them to just go shopping, right. As a family, like if he wanted to take his wife shopping and he said, how do you learn to live with that type of celebrity is what Rex, uh, Rex told me about Michael Jordan. And just, kind of really just talked so much about how far he's come and in being that iconic um, person and doing so much for not only the sport of basketball, but I just think people and, and athletes in general. We're talking to Shannon Spake. All right, I'll leave you with this. Now that NASCAR is coming back 
does it feel like NASCAR is coming back to you or will it take until you actually see them showing up at Darlington? Like when will be the, wow, we're finally back to some degree of normalcy in NASCAR moment be for you? Yeah, I think when I hear those fire, those, those engines fire at Darlington, we are gonna we're gonna be talking about it on Race Hub all week long. I think we're actually gonna have some reports from shops to find out how these teams are starting to ramp up, the amount of people that they're allowing in, because obviously everything is going to be different moving forward for a, a significant period of time. We're gonna do what we can, but yeah, when I see that, when I see those those cars roll off or those engines fire, and and I know that it's it's real. And plus, Darlington, if you've ever seen a race, I mean, Darlington is a it is a nasty track. Right. I mean, it, it's a track that, that the, these guys go through the turns and that wall just sneaks up on them. They always call it a Darlington stripe because they'll get stripes down the side of their car. It's almost like a rite of passage. And it is a great place to watch a race because it is just those cars are just hung out. And, and it's it's awesome. I love Darlington. And so um, it's been a long time since Fox has covered a race at Darlington. I got to do a lot of them when I was at ESPN. Uh, but it is a great racetrack and it'll be a great start for the season or for the season again. Right the restart for the season uh is the 1990s the decade with the greatest music i know i said last question but with the the jordan yeah. doc out i mean it's pretty phenomenal to be able to listen to all this music i don't know so i just actually watched the beastie boys um documentary i was going to ask danny g about this offline and to me like to live through that um, era and to see the Beastie Boys, but then of course to also be where where I was in the '90s when like the grunge came out and and just like the evolution of a lot of different things. I'm I'm actually uh, interviewing Ricky Rackman. If you know who that is, um, he did Headbangers Ball on MTV, and I can't wait to ask him if he realized back in the '80s, like when they were part of all that that metal rock, if he realized like what they were part of. Because I remember like the grunge stuff and listening to Nirvana and listening to hip hop back in you know the '80s, kind of knowing that you are part of this generational swing that I don't know if kids nowadays have. And, uh, yeah, so the, the music, just the nostalgia, Spike Lee getting up and yelling at Michael Jordan on, on the you know court, those are all things that we remember as kids seeing, right? And it was, yeah. it's been really cool. No, it was fantastic. That's Shannon Spake. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. 
You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.